0: and welcome to episode 86 of the social liability podcast the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by i am your host the rasgrees with my co-host the buck grundle bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet and i called you buck grundle i called you buck grundle that's not your name Wait, what, what are we what are we calling you again Buck Rowdy. Buck Rowdy. You no longer want to be referred to as a taint, so. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think that's a reasonable enough request. I mean, you know, whatever. Call but, me what you want to, but I would
0: prefer to be Buck Rowdy. But in fairness, I have been doing that now for 85 weeks. <laughs> so. yeah, no, to- you totally,
1: there's totally some leeway, man. Like, I expect there to be an adjustment learning curve.
0: Yeah, because for 85. 80- Five weeks, I, I did, you know, probably for the first twenty weeks, I had a, a variation of the intro, but then it started flowing really well. So we have the same intro week after week, and I just didn't even think about it till just now. But Buck, we're gonna try our we last week. If you watched us live or watch our Facebook feed, uh, you saw that we, we said we're gonna try this shorter version, and we only had four stories as opposed to the eight that we normally had, and we ended up still going for an hour. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, we kind of screwed the pooch on that one.
0: We did. So this week, we do have a condensed version of the show. Uh, We're going to try to put out two episodes this week. So episode 86 and episode 87. Uh, So we're going to have just a shorter version, and we'll see if people like it. And we'll either do that or go back to the long version, because quite frankly, it's going to take us just as long. But let's jump right into it, Buck, with our first story from Insider.com rescuers used drones dangling sausages to save a lost dog from drowning said they are over the moon that their plan worked <laughs> rescuers searching for a lost dog in england lured the missing pet to safety using sausages attached to drones millie a three-year-old jack russell terrier went missing last week after slipping off of her lead to help find her pup millie's owner emma uh contacted a nonprofit group uh Denmead, Den I'm sorry, Denmead drone search and rescue, with Millie in danger, we had to think outside the box and fast. Attaching the sausage to the drone was a think outside the box moment. Uh, Denmead drone search and rescue told Insider, we didn't know if it was going to work or not. We are over the moon that it did. The nonprofit chronicled the days-long rescue mission on its Facebook page. Days at the possible sightings came and went, but volunteers couldn't reach the lost dog. It wasn't until a possible sighting in Langstone that rescuers were able to locate Millie on the mudflats. It took two days to locate her within the marshlands and reeds, according to the Facebook post. Even though they spotted her using their drones, Dead Mead Drone Search and Rescue said Millie was more than 2,000 feet away from land and in an area of sinking mud. They tried to reach her on kayaks, but the tide was quickly coming in. The, research, the, sorry, the rescue team uh, was told if they could not get Millie to solid ground within hours, the pup would likely drown. One of the drone pilots came up with an idea to lure Millie to safety using food attached to the drone. So they secured two p- pieces of two-ounce cooked sausage to the drone using a piece of string. Uh, the search and rescue group said some bacon was also tried to get Millie's attention. <laughs> I'd have went for the bacon. Just saying. Sure enough, the team was able to lure Millie to a safe zone, preventing her from drowning. Millie then slipped past the rescue team and ended up in, on the roads again, according to the search and rescue team's Facebook page, uh, sparking another cat and mouse chase to secure her. On the last day of searching, Oak's dad joined the party. After 15 minutes of walking around, Millie came charging up to the owner's uh, father and his dog, tail wagging and happy. Millie was quickly secured in the car, (laughs) Denmead Drone Search and Rescue wrote on their Facebook. Millie then went to the vet for a checkup, uh, awaiting her big adventure and prescribed lots of TLC and rest. Millie had uh, an amazing rescue for us, uh, Denmead Search and Rescue told Insider. Millie's adventure was an incredible one for both Millie and us. The team did an amazing job getting Millie home safe. That's a, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a touching really, story. that's not one we do. I often.
1: really, really like that. We, we, you know what, that, that, I really like that, that, that makes me so happy. It really does, man. You no. Know, and you know what people, you know, that, that was a brilliant fricking idea, you know, attaching food to a drone. You know, people think it might be silly and, you know, quite frankly, in, in the heat of the moment, it might have seemed that way, but at least they had the balls to try it.
0: You know, bravo, guys. Bravo. So there's there's really no liability here, in my opinion. It's just, it's funny. It's funny because you see the headline of, you know, <laughs> I want to see the drone going, dragging the sausage behind it, the dog just chasing behind it. <laughs> yeah. I mean like
1: I I don't think that they could make a movie out of this but definitely like a like a 15 or 20 minute vignette. <laughs> like I could see this I could see this going on real. Like you know, you throw in a couple of explosions, get Johnny Depp's name in the credit reel somewhere and people I mean like this thing would take off.
0: <laughs> I mean she, the well, you no, know, no in, man, in all, in all mean, reality, in all reality this might be a very good um uh, a chance for them to make something to garner donations for the search and rescue group, which is always a worthwhile cause. Uh, I did have a search and rescue canine myself. Um, she has since uh, crossed the rainbow bridge, but um, it, it was it was definitely something that could have been done better um, in, in certain areas because where we lived, uh, she was mostly pit bull. We're not sure totally what she was, but mostly Pitbull. And, you know, we lived in Pennsylvania at times. We couldn't take her into Maryland, which had breeds-specific legislation everywhere. And then in Pennsylvania, there was two groups, but one of them said, oh, that's that's a bloodhound. We're not interested in doing anything. Uh, Luckily, you know, the whole thing was originally she was going to be my canine in the prison system until the county commissioners found out she was a Pitbull. So that uh, just a lot of prejudice on that end. But luckily the deputy warden we had at the time was a master trainer. Um, you know, we, we trained that dog up good. <laughs> and then we used her for a volunteer basis. And the search and rescue group consisted of me and the local fire department. So uh, those groups definitely need um, funding. So if you are ever looking for somebody like I have to donate money for taxes, try, try looking for your local search and rescue group. Agreed. Well said. Let's move on here to a more, um, less heartwarming story. (laughs) This is coming from the dailyvoice.com. Marilyn man who ran over wife claims she spent too much money. (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing, but goddamn.
1: Yeah, I'd have to say that this is a little bit more in our wheelhouse, Raz. Let's see what, uh, let's see what we got here under the
0: cover. So uh, this guy has a very, very um asian name and i can't i'm having a hard time figuring this out um alka himanashu tana so we're gonna call him alka from now on okay just getting that out of the way alka 59 of silver springs left the capital one bank on new hampshire avenue in colesville around noon on january 14th according to montgomery county police As she tried to cross the parking lot, a white Lexus SUV driven by her husband, 59-year-old Tana, uh, accelerated and struck her several times with his car. Uh, Olka died at the scene, and her husband was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Tana told police that he and his wife had been having financial problems with uh, Wheaton Park Beer and Wine Corporation in Glenmont, which was apparently something they co-owned. Uh, He said the two disagreed on whether to renew a lease for the store. She wanted to, and he did not. He also said that he noticed money missing uh, from the $200,000 in cash he kept in their home and believed his wife was spending it without giving any explanation as to what she was buying. So I figure I'll just wait for her in the parking lot and run her ass over? Holy shit! And did you, did you notice it uh, says that's... he did you notice it says he hit her several times he didn't just like boom no he like circled around or backed up or something
1: holy and, crap and, and and the woman died of course
0: of course <laughs> yeah uh that's first degree murder wouldn't you say uh premeditated first degree murder absolutely and um uh, there's no that's the only thing they charged him with was first degree murder. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's no um lesser charges to be considered. No, this is first degree murder all day long.
1: Yeah, like he committed spouse aside, man. Like, oh whew. dear
0: God, that's that,
1: like that wasn't even meant to be a joke. Like, that's just my 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 vernacular, man. I mean, I'm just making that word up, but
0: Do it you applies. Really? So, like, I, I, I realize no, 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 no. most marriages end because of arguments over money but dear God I mean there's other ways man there's other ways
1: yeah money always complicates things too and and this is a this is a very good example of uh, of, of just that Wow so I, I, I don't I don't have any other recourse or you know reasoning here but I'm just gonna give this guy a five. I mean, runs over his wife over money. Like, whatever happened to the old art of uh, conversation,
0: or you know, or the ever popular uh, art in the United States known as divorce,
1: <laughs> right? But I mean, like, like there's no Q and A. Like, there's no like, hey, what are you doing with my money? It's just boom, run you over. <laughs> just... It's like that. That's that. Like, I think he skipped to step nine. Just a little too quickly here. If if I were to if I were to just you know put my own personal supposition on this, and, one. and
0: she was leaving the bank of all places when he decided to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, what business around has more cameras oh, than a freaking bank? Do? I didn't
0: think about that. You're right. Actually, yeah, I, like I, this. I, can, dude, I can tell you, the, the place that has the most cameras. Like, what business has the most cameras? Would you care to guess? I know. I, have, I know I, the answer. Well,
1: well, I mean, I was assuming that would have been a bank, but go ahead and tell me. Hospitals. Oh, yeah, they record everything.
0: Yeah, uh, 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 when you know, but, I, I worked for a company that did security, um, and and had, in, and had cameras. I've worked in law enforcement. You'd think prisons have a lot of cameras. They really don't. They really don't, and. You know, every time I've I've seen different security systems, it's always hospitals that have like this the the incredible amount of cameras just for liability purposes.
1: Oh wait, what about a Las Vegas casino?
0: Okay, that might that might top us. That could top us.
1: I was about no. Well, what you, well I mean, like they make TV shows about the freaking security systems and those things. But either way, we're going way down the rabbit hole, man. But back to back to Ulka here, you know.
0: No, Oka was the victim. Mont- just- Tana was the. Uh, um, oh yeah. No, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Which, which? which one?
1: It doesn't even matter. I don't know. There's husband and wife.
0: Yeah. Back
1: to husband and wife here. Let's you know we we tried to be politically like sensitive and and we've failed abysmally. So let's just call them. Let's really just make it generic, husband and wife. You know.
0: You know, it's, it's funny nah. because as the article I was reading from was on Daily Voice, and it says, "Click uh, here to see NBC4 for the full story." It is verbatim the same story with the exception of one line at the end. This is Harriet Combs was inside the bank and heard a loud bang. "Quote: One of the bank employees called 911 and tried to describe what happened." She said, "That is the that is the only addition to the full story."
1: <laughs> wow. Well, then. Either way, like I said, dickhead here gets a five. Fuck him and the horse he rode in on. Yeah. Dickhead. I hope that I hope he gets court mandated anger management classes. Dickhead gets a five.
0: All right, Buck. Our next story comes from kuow org. It's an NPR station. Washington drafting new rules so patrons can safely throw axes and drink alcohol. <laughs> I can think of a lot of things that that, that can be enhanced with. Perhaps, you know, drinking, I've, I i don't for myself, but I can think of a couple things where, you know, being intoxicated might, you know, enhance the experience. I can't see Axe Throwing being one of them.
1: Yeah, you know, there, I'm not going to candy coat it. I read, not the article, but I was very curious about what the comments section said. And apparently, getting like doing this is is a uh, a pretty big thing, especially with millennials.
0: Oh, axe throwing's a huge thing now. Um, when I was no, but
1: I'm talking about axe throwing with beer. Oh, axe like, throwing with beer. Axe throwing... <laughs> Yeah, like they like a lot of these places like they do this, but it's BYOB. It's bring your own beer. See, so, before we I mean...
0: uh, before we moved down here, when we were still in Pennsylvania, they. Uh... There, there was an axe throwing place that opened in in the town we lived in, and everybody and their mother was going to this damn thing. It was popular, very popular.
1: Right. So, I mean, I'm I'm actually really intrigued as to as to what, you know, what's going to be
0: uncovered here. So, well, you know, let's uh... throwing darts is a classic pub game, but many Washingtonians prefer throwing something else, axes. Now the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board is aiming to toss new rules at businesses that mix alcohol with axes. Can I just say that it's kind of amazing that that we don't just have the Liquor Control Board, we have the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board. Uh, At its most recent meeting, the board set the process in motion for developing new rules for liquor-licensed businesses that want to offer axe-throwing as entertainment. For the record, I'm not a fan of axe-throwing, said board chairman David Postman. Nevertheless, he voted to go through with the rulemaking process known as CR-101. In this inquiry phase, the board is considering new rules to address safety concerns when allowing this high-risk activity. The CR-101 does not commit us to any action in the future. It allows the process to keep going and would not harm the timeline if, in fact, we were to end up going forward with this. Since 2018, the agency has been receiving liquor license applications from businesses that already offer axe throwing. Also, from liquor licensed drinking establishments that want to add to its attraction. Uh, Only one business in Washington currently offers axe throwing and serve alcohol. Blade and Timber in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood opened in 2019, but didn't get approval to serve alcohol until this April. Owner Matt Basinger said his liquor application was denied twice. It took a lot of back and forth with the state, both sides reaching a settlement agreement. The goal was, how can we create systems and structures and safety nets that ensure the axe throwing and alcohol can go hand in hand and that it can be done safely? The board granted Basinger a liquor license for a year as a pilot program. As part of the settlement, Blade & Timber can only serve a max of two beers per customer this settlement could be a blueprint for new rules being developed a deal with safety while throwing axes and drinking alcohol <laughs> the liquor and Canada's board is expected to take public public comments in november of all the things the i can't no i no i mean what's i next? don't like this no not at all i mean what is next mm. we're going to we're going to serve mixed drinks at the shooting range
1: that's that's exactly what I was thinking. In, in all seriousness,
0: like, it, 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 this, this, this makes no sense. This is a recipe for disaster. And if you're a business person, you have to think about liability. And you have to think about insurance. What insurance company is covering this freak?
1: <laughs> no, it's just... And, you know, I can see, like, people's rationale. Oh, well, it's only two beers, blah, blah, blah. How many... Drink more two beers, more than two beers, and drive their
0: fucking car. Um, here's mm-hmm. the other thing about that too. People are that's, gonna, and that's the people thing. are people are gonna come there after they've been at other bars, so they've already got their pregame. And that's on. the thing. And also, I, I I can speak for people that I know that are complete lightweights in two beers. Uh uh they they all fucked up. <laughs> now you know I I rarely
1: I like. I'm not against alcohol, but I don't drink very often. I really, really don't. I probably only had about 12 beers in the past 10 years. And if I were to drink two beers right now, I would be one of those lightweights, you know, like they're, they're just people who have such a low tolerance. And like you said, people are going to be pre-gaming. Like you can't like setting a limit. Yes. That's very responsible. And I like your, I like, I like your attitude of, you know, mitigating risk and you know preventing accidents and stuff like that but see you can't factor no, the you, human. no if element you want to mitigate risk and prevent nature. accidents you don't serve alcohol
0: at an axe throwing count. right <laughs> come
1: on but that's what i'm saying like yeah like you can't you can't factor out the human element of people they're gonna people are gonna drink before they get there like you said you know the how about we just you know go completely crazy and have a have a nice date while throwing axes and we don't need to be reckless and add add beer and alcohol into the equation
0: or here's we can we can just go throw your axes like a micro then go to the bar
1: yeah (laughs) i mean i i like the idea of axe throwing i i you know i don't think i could actually do it but you know I could, I could definitely, you know, take some enjoyment, like living vicariously through others and, you know, just kind of being there for participation metal. But if you're going to be having beer involved, you can count me the fuck out, bro. Like See, that's,
0: that's, I'm just thing. not even like going to go
1: dip my toes in that pool.
0: It, that That's the whole thing. Like it, it's, if, 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 if you're going to do something that is dangerous, fine. I'm all, I'm for it. I do stupid shit all the time. But as soon as someone mixes alcohol into the mix, I'm kind of, like, noped out. You know, i kind of just like, nah, I'm good. Um, I, I was offered a ride to a, a, a show the, a couple months ago, and uh, I, I just had a feeling I wouldn't want to go in with them. So I, I took my own car, and I got there. We had an enjoyable night. But when we got to the hotel, and they were unloading their car for the valet, there was those white, call, white claw, client, white Claw cans all over the van, and it's like, okay, I know what I know how this trip went. I'm thankful I wasn't in the van. (laughs) But can you imagine going to the shooting range and just hearing, (laughs) you know, and looking over, and there's Uh, a guy with a rifle slung drinking a beer?
1: Well, that, that would that would freak me out, but I mean, like, let's even dumb it down, like, you know, we've gone to the most extreme comparison of guns and beer, let's let's dumb it down to something that we actually have witnessed happen in, in the wild of, of society here, which is darts and beer. Okay. Extremely good time. I, you know, in, in certain times have been known to throw back a couple of beers at a dartboard too, but you know, it makes me wonder, especially with like the college crowd, which I never, I never dabbled into. I never went to college. Or had those experiences, but you know, somebody leave me a comment. You know, how many times have you seen people with darts throwing a dart at another person because they're drunk as shit and their buddy's got a a dart in their leg? You know, I.
0: But here's here's the
1: difference, though. Here's the difference. I can only I can only imagine. But well, I mean, no,
0: no. Here's the difference. It's something
1: sharp and stabby.
0: It's sharp and stabby. But I will challenge you. It would take some kind of act of pure you had to piss off the gods on Mount Olympus to get f- killed by a dart right, and that's what I'm saying though
1: like I'm not saying that it's dangerous and that we should ban darts and beer. What I'm saying is is that we've seen accidents occur with darts and beer, you know, and on that small scale, can you imagine? How fucked up the accident would be if you were to just replace dart with axe, yeah, and, and, and him, then tell take,
0: the story and take alcohol out of the picture. If you just look up axe throwing on any social media platform, you're gonna see videos of like these these kids, and I say kids because they're are kids compared to me, taking these axes and throwing them, and it hits the board and bounces back over their heads. So right, <laughs> throw alcohol and it's in the not, mix. And, and like...
1: Right. I mean, like, and you know, we're not, you know, we're not naysaying on axe throwing, like, go ahead, go for it, do great things. If that's your thing, go for it, but don't do it with beer. Don't do it, Don't throw alcohol into it. Like we, it's already enough of a thrill to be throwing something sharp and deadly at a log. Like you can, or a target or whatever, whatever you're throwing the axe at it's already like you're doing it for the thrill period. Like that's what you're doing it for. You know, it's the experience. Why do you need to have, you don't need to enhance it with, with alcohol. Like, I I just, I don't know. I think I'd have less of a problem trying to pay somebody to be a live target than I would, you know, going up there, throwing back a couple and being like, all right,
0: here we go. Well,
1: I'm just,
0: (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's definitely a thing. So, Buck, we, um, we just received a story. <laughs> Literally just received a story. It came through on my phone uh, from uh, a friend of the show, Blue Duck Gold Duck. This is being reported by the New York Times. Monkeys escape after truck crashes on Pennsylvania Highway. <laughs> no. A pickup truck with an enclosed trailer full of 100 monkeys collided with a dump truck. Four escaped. One remains missing. Jamie Labar was working at the front desk at the Super 8 Motel in Montour County, Pennsylvania on Friday when she heard there had been a crash on the highway nearby. She thought it was just another car accident because there's always accidents there. But it was not just another accident. The Pennsylvania State Police said that a pickup truck with an enclosed trailer full of 100 monkeys had collided with a dump truck and that four of the monkeys had escaped. The monkeys, which are often used in scientific research, can cost up to $10,000 each. Had been on their way to a lab in Florida when the crash happened about 3.20 p.m. on Route 54 near Interstate 80 in Montour County, about 150 miles northwest of Philadelphia. No people were hurt, but troopers and state wildlife officials responded to search for the monkeys as as it intensified in the evening hours. A state police helicopter was also put on standby, but had not been deployed for aerial reconnaissance. <laughs> Anyone that sees or locates the monkey is asked not to approach or attempt to catch or come in contact with the monkey. Mo- these monkeys were in such high demand for coronavirus vaccine research at the beginning of the pandemic that some scientists were, ta- were talking about the need to create a uh, strategic monkey reserve, <laughs> an emergency stockpile, similar to those maintained by the U.S. government for oil and grain. With the reddish-brown coats and pink-whiskered faces, the monkeys also are known as crab-eating or long-tailed... I, I can't pronounce that. Are, ...are known for using their hands to grab food from burrows and can live up to 30 years in captivity. Oh, my Lord. It goes on and on about the monkeys for a while. <laughs> can you just imagine seeing a car accident and all of a sudden monkeys come spewing out?
1: <laughs> That's you know what? I wouldn't have believed it if 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 somebody had not told me that without like a news article attached to it, I'd have been like, "No fucking way!" I don't know, like monkeys and a truck. Like, and we're we're just talking like a pickup truck, right? I, I, no, it's an enclosed trailer. It Had a hundred monkeys in it, dude. That's a lot of monkey. Right, but it was on the an enclosed trailer on the back of a pickup truck is what is what I I thought it said. I don't think it said picket. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's a long freaking haul. They're in Pennsylvania, and 100 monkeys in the back of this truck are making it down to Florida? Like, wow. I know, I, like, we're not, I'm not sitting here to, like, animal rightsing people, but, I mean, I just... That's a long trip to... That's a lot of monkeying around. That's a lot of shit that can go wrong, and that's a lot of road to cut. Co- <laughs>
0: wow. i mean (laughs) i'm just what are you doing like i've seen a lot of weird stuff like i I, i've been sitting in a church parking lot one time and i looked outside my car window and there was a goddamn peacock walking by my car and it's like that's something you don't see every day (laughs) you know i've seen some weird stuff but can you imagine just all of a sudden you be bopping around philadelphia pennsylvania and a monkey just walked across the street
1: (laughs) yeah I mean, like, and imagine the people on the road, like imagine being there and like, you know, cause after a car crash happens, like kind of everything comes to a stop. So the people in the immediate vicinity get to see the monkeys like coming out of the, like what I'd, I'd be sitting there going like, what fucking planet am I on? I'm sitting on a highway in Pennsylvania. We got monkeys flying out of the back of a truck. I'm mean, like, no, somebody just sounded the seventh seal or somebody just broke the seventh seal, man. It's about ready to, man, like seriously, if I saw monkeys coming out of a trailer after a car accident, I would just be like, all right, I'm going to put my head between my legs and kiss my ass. Goodbye. Something's going to pop off like nah. No.
0: All right, folks. Well, that is unfortunately, all we have for this week, I don't think there's anything to rate there, so we're not going to no no
1: i don't
0: mm. uh but that being said folks i am the Rasgrees with my co-host the buck rowdy wishing you all a happy week let us know what you thought about our uh new abbreviated version of the show and let us know if we should keep it let us know if we should get rid of it and uh just just give us some feedback we'd greatly appreciate it that being said folks have a week